Big When Ellen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep. A final gift for my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope. An opportunity to grieve on the law. And your son took that from me. Stole that from me. Killed that from me! People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your yeah. son, or you can die screaming alongside him! <laughs> I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. He's Lars. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's do this shit. But before we do, we have to, we have to, of course, introduce our panel again. <clears throat> um, um, I'm done being creative, so I, I'm just going to say thank you to all of you for being here um, every year. I know it's, uh, you seem to enjoy it, but also it is a chore. And I just want to say per- thank you for the memories. And <laughs> that seems to be the way things go around these hobo radio parts anyway. So, um, so, uh, and, and I'm going to go backwards order. Molly Regan, thank you for being here and welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, uh, Aaron, Aaron Fox, I cannot emphasize enough how much you add to this show to this tournament every time you participate and thank you for being here sorry for putting positivity out in the world (laughs) um uh marty mcguire you're a you're a treasure and an intellect and we appreciate you being here every single year thank you my goodness you're absolutely welcome it is a pleasure and a privilege um andy mcintyre you don't like me, and that just shows how much good taste you have. And thank you for being here every year. We always appreciate it. I like you, Lars. Jonathan Monroe hey. is here as well. By the way, uh, sorry, Jonathan Monroe, you introduced him. Bingle balls. But uh, <laughs> uh, J- J- J-Mo, we love I, having you here. You're great, and you're a, a, a wonderful foil. I do. Um, can I tease something? We, we during... like your, your, uh, I'm not done complimenting him. I know, but I was trying to take his time to uh, tease something. Oh, okay, do it. When we get to the end of the show and we get to the plugs, I believe Andy and I have something we would like to ask you about. Lars Periwinkle. <laughs> it is that, lit up. If yeah. that isn't, if that isn't incentive enough to stick around for this final exciting round of the Hobo Mabel Happiness Memorial Tournament of Champions, then I don't know what is. You know, people keep asking me if I'm ready for this, 
Oh. And I haven't really had an answer. But yeah, I'm guessing I'm ready for this. We have reached the final four round of the Mabel Memorial Hobo Madness Tournament. Our first matchup, see, the Birds versus Ellen Ripley. And so abruptly. <laughs> did did, you, add, he, did look, you add a, a UC in there? <laughs> look, I, he's, Attenborough's very generous to give up his, uh, his day to do this, but I, I got the sense when I called him this last time that he was a little over it. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> with with man versus nature i kind of um expected Werner herzog for this one but i'm glad we got attenborough spared no expense i boy, i have oh a question boy. about venue for this semi-final contest like where where's it taking place it's not in space okay <laughs> i think that should we fair. keep naming places it's not it's not at the bottom of the sea <laughs> so somewhere in the middle then <laughs> yes I think it's taking place at the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. That is a reveal. <laughs> now, no matter who wins, we all win. Wait, who was attending? The birds or Ripley? <laughs> the birds. birds. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're trying um, to stop the steal. So wait, we we just established that these birds are all MAGA. Yeah, they're MAGA birds. MAGA pies. What the? No, no. that's why. No. 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 <laughs> but I think that does track because Donald Trump talks about wind, wind power, and birds flying into them a lot. So I think he's really been playing to his base this whole time. <laughs> Are these real birds or are they government spy birds? <laughs> these are real. These are real birds. They're they're angry, but they're but real birds. Birds aren't real to begin with. That's the question. <laughs> oh shit. I forgot about birds not being real. Shit. You can't forget about that. So, so Samuel so Jackson real was birds. defeated by imagination. <laughs> assuming they're real birds, assuming they're not MAGA birds, and this is just in a small seaside town were given the birds home field advantage. I don't know. The commissioner walked out of the room. <laughs> I, th I think. I think the last time Ripley took on a swarm of something, it was aliens and alien Two, or alien as aliens and aliens. So <laughs> with I a think, dollar sign. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think I got a my my gut instinct says Ripley before I uh, cast it's, an official vote. It's the sequel, right? In Alien, she fought the alien, she the goose, and yes, uh, 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 goose, and now which is a bird, and now the birds, many you know, birds. You know, I and she didn't really lose until Alien cubed. How did she lose and that, in that movie? wasn't her fault. But I was going to say, say perhaps that we don't at all remember that movie because, you know, it's reasons like obvious yeah. reasons. Uh, how did she die in that? Um, she sacrificed she was, herself. Uh, 
She had been implanted with a face hugger, and then she fell into a pit of molten steel, I believe, a la Terminator 2. While in stasis, she was implanted with a a xenomorph, and it's it's slowly killing her throughout the, the movie. She takes it with her. Was that uh, Fincher? Was that the one? Yeah, Fincher did? that is yeah, Fincher. That is the Finch man. And he uh, that was his uh, first feature film. It was the first Fincher feature. Oh, I didn't know that. Dang. Say that um, three times fast. That that that. Thank you. <laughs> Motherfuck, that's some big dad energy right there. So yeah, the uh, the xenomorph actually bursts from her chest as she's falling into the um, the molten steel, as Andy describes. So. That's what that's what happened to her. I don't know what that has to do with her fighting birds, though. Well, that's why I was asking because I, I didn't remember how she died, so I was trying to see. And she was brought her. back to life as well as an alien resurrection. And birds, to the best of my knowledge, don't lay eggs inside of living hosts. Oh, yeah. so I don't know. Do they that have really a, a larval here. stage that needs to, uh, yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if anyone could figure out a way to handle a swarm of birds, it's it's one Ellen Ripley. I don't know. I'm gonna go. Andy McIntyre logic against Andy McIntyre because I have not the voted best for choice. I have not voted for these birds once in any round, but we have said that they have defeated both Sam Jackson and Super Cop Michelle Yeoh, who had a foolproof plan that involved <laughs> driving across the globe. It was too simple to fail this plan. And and so and it involved driving a lot of heavy machinery, which from my money is Ripley's bag, too. So I don't know what Ripley would do that would be terribly different from the super cop. So I have to say the birds. You know what? I'm sold. I'm going birds. <laughs> oh. Dang. Dang. That was a quick sell. Wow. It looks like we got two for birds so far by my count. I mean, I I voted for the birds to beat both Sam Jackson and Super Cop Michelle. Yeah, Yeah, I'm saying we're saying the birds are unstoppable. So I'm there are so so many birds. The problem is Florida Atlantic University of this tournament. (laughs) Like I'm just accepting (laughs) their inevitability. I haven't heard a vote for Ripley yet. So I'm going to add a third a third vote for the birds from Pat Stork, who says as a feminist icon, the birds take her out as they were always an allegorical reaction to feminism and much nastier in Hitchcock's eyes than in the original short story. I think Pat's vote actually was very compelling to me in that um, birds will do anything to take a woman down. So <laughs> I'll say the birds. That makes Oof. it four for the birds with currently no votes that's so rough i mean you know i just hear her protecting newt and saying get away from her you finch and uh (laughs) i love it and then they just they they swarm her you know it's it's i don't want it to happen but it's happening uh so yeah i'm i'm for the birds i think that did marty win the tournament just for saying that (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's five i don't know if anyone else would like to be on the record on this but we have a consensus I think yeah i'll, I'll go on the record it's clear on this oh That's yeah you true. have been very pro birds <laughs> pro birds i i am also going for birds we're already an overwhelming majority but jmo do you, would you like to state your opinion for the record um having defeated cujo and then <laughs> just a goose and then just a goose. I feel like just a goose. I of all the people that we've like 
had in this tournament. Ripley has no tactical experience whatsoever, but has taken out. Unlike Sam Jackson. (laughs) Unlike Sam Jackson. Well, but Sam Jackson, at least some characters have. That's true. But also Sam Jackson didn't survive the birds. That's true. Yeah. um, But I feel like with the experience, even bringing Ripley down from space and putting her into a fair environment, I guess. I mean, is it fair? The birds can fly and she can't. Um, I don't know. I think the scientific mind of Ripley would figure something out and I think could easily take the birds. So I'm, I, I'm going to go Ripley um, just because if, if she can take out that, that Canadian goose, she can take out all the birds. All right. Jonathan, I feel like that's really bad logic. Um, <laughs> sorry. Like if she can take out one of something similar, similar that she can take out all of something that isn't the thing that you originally said. I, if you can would, survive being stabbed once, you can survive being stabbed a hundred times. Right. Listen, uh, uh, <laughs> I would just like to say, I would just like to say that when we listen back to the first two episodes and we hear about the struggle that it was to take on a goose um, and the fact that it, that Ripley took out said goose, um, I think if you have feathers, you better watch out. I'm not not saying it wouldn't be like one hell of a fight. I'm just saying many birds would die. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying ultimately the birds would come out on top. Jonathan. Yes. Do you think that one goose (laughs) could beat a swarm of birds? I believe that um, originally that the helicopter was was enough weaponry. Oh, we Why are we talking about We can't helicopter. live in the past. I've said it and before. I'm not living in the past. <laughs> I let it go. You need to. This is why I it should have been goose versus birds. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll never know. I, I am laying down my bird. vote for uh for for Ripley and it, it is a loss and that is okay. Um and I uh I, I thank everyone. J-Mo, friend of the working man right there. (laughs) By the way, Marty, do we have any updates on the untitled Schwarzenegger game? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm still still working on that, trying to get uh, some ROM hacking tools. Okay, just, yeah, keep us updated for sure. Yeah, we'll do. It turns out um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's neck isn't as long as a goose's neck. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? It looks weird. It looks weird. (laughs) Maybe that's part of it. I mean, it was always going to look weird. (laughs) (laughs) all right well we got one more we got one more final matchup of the final four is the baba yaga john wick versus foxy brown and her pack of wolves now we have a serious issue with this matchup in that if john wick wants to wants to come out victorious he's he's gonna have to hurt it's going to hurt some dogs. Well, I no, no, could... he just has to marry Foxy Brown. Sorry. Well, okay, <laughs> Aaron, thank you. No, Aaron, that is perfect, and that is exactly your head is where my head is at. We have established in this tournament the possibility that 
two combatants can team up. And if you're telling me John Wick and someone who can kill him meet up, but that person is actually a hero and they have a form of dogs. I've seen four John Wick movies. They definitely yes. team up. In fact, they probably already know each other and they have a history. They that used we to just be haven't revealed yet. They used to be assassins together, him and Foxy, and they're going to meet up. The And sure, the table will want them to fight, but they are going to defy them. And 100% this ends in a team up. Now, I just want to establish again, I, I like reaffirm that Aaron Fox, you've not seen a John Wick movie. No, no, no you no. have not. Yet you have come to the conclusion that John Wick would team up with a with a sexy African American woman who has trained killer dogs in her possession in order to defeat a common enemy. Like you've pretty much described yeah. one of the John Wick movies. Yeah, is what I mean that is a saying. I would say that is literally something that happens in a John Wick film. I think it happens in more than one. Aaron, can I ask a favor? Yes. Will you describe John Wick and Foxy Brown's honeymoon? Well, <laughs> thank you for asking. Um, let me think about this for one second. You guys can keep dis- keep discussing okay. this match off, okay. and uh, I'll be back in a moment. Uh, <laughs> Tonight on Fox, John Wick and Foxy Brown go on a honeymoon. <laughs> Who's watching the wolves? You'll find out next here. Um, while while Aaron is uh, um, thinking this over, I do want to say I'm a hundred percent vote for John Wick teaming up with Foxy and the Wolfpack, um, just because we have created such a number one seed with the birds that the only way to satisfy the viewing public is to have Papa Wick, Mama Foxy, and the wolf pack against the birds. Well, and what I keep thinking is, people keep saying it where they'd be like, oh, this is the only, Samuel L. Jackson's the only person who could go against the birds. Oh, uh, Super Cop Michelle Yeoh is the only person who could take him on. No, no, no. I think we've, we've ended up with the only team who could take on the birds. We were always going to come to this place. All right, I think is it time to kick it over to Aaron Fox? Yes. So, <laughs> Foxy Brown and John Wick. Oh, they meet because he is her bodyguard. Um, and just through like a series of intense experiences, late nights, you know, that kind of thing, um, they get close. And then they go and they get married and they go to the French Riviera for their (laughs) (laughs) They're laying on the beach, a topless beach. Um, And the, what are they called? Rusca Roma, crime syndicate, <laughs> from what I assumed is the first movie, um, catches up with them. And then they have a very exciting honeymoon where they make a lot of jokes, actually, to each other about, like, wow, who would think 
if you'd ever be in this situation. Um, they finally end up in Detroit, where John Wick uh, gently cuts Foxy Brown's breast. <laughs> and they kind of like look each other in the eyes and just know that like, this is it. They found their person. And then they go out to their kennel and they say hi to all their dogs. Inspired. Yeah. Love it. That's I love, canon. I love a romance story that ends with, and then they go out to their kennel. Say <laughs> hi to their dogs. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got the finals. Think, yeah. I does anyone? I got to put in a call to Attenborough real quick. But so before we queue up this final, does anybody have any thoughts on the tournament? Anybody want to share anything, real quick? You know, I was really down on the goose. I thought it was really stupid. The idea that a single, perhaps rage-driven creature. Uh, would in any way pose a real threat. Um, and so I was glad to see Goose finally meet its match and its demise. But um, I miss Goose. What are we if not all I mean, the goose is a bird. driven creatures? I think we all can really relate to the Goose. Mm-hmm. I, I just like don't this- think Maverick will ever own up to his emotions over it. <laughs> yeah, there no. he is. <laughs> I feel like uh, this process has been less acrimonious than in years past. Um, I feel like we've come to a lot of consensus as a group, which I like. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I miss the passion. Maybe I'll write a story about all of us in our honeymoon. Oh Very my passionate. God, please do. <laughs> I'm here for it. I would just like to do an in memoriam specifically for uh, Cocaine Bear. Mm. Um, yeah. I think one of the toughest eight, nine matchups in, in tournament history. Um, and could we, could we really like, can I just put out there? It would be great if we just stopped with all the fighting in these tournaments and next year, just really find out who, like, there is a party's 24... the hardest. Yes, that, can we just do that? Like, hey, jo- John- Jonathan, I'm sorry. You, I know you were, you kept it, you kept it brief, which I, which I appreciate. But in, yeah. in your memoriam for Cocaine Bear, did you want, like, I don't know, like some Sarah McLaughlin behind you while you talked about Cocaine Bear for a second? Sure, if you'd like. I think that I think that would be appropriate. I'm, I, I'm not in control of the soundboard, so. Uh, Oh. Okay. <laughs> I will remember you. Cocaine bear, we barely got to know you. Will you remember me? We know the real life you had an exploding heart. <laughs> Some could say you loved too much. You cared too much about cocaine. And I do have to say, um, it was unfair of us to put you against John Wick so early. 
And imagine if we had the rules set up where you and John could have teamed together. You would have been such a honeymoon that you and Foxy and the you and the wolf pack would have just been so magical, cuddled in a den with so much cocaine. I think all of our hearts would have exploded that day. <laughs> 16 brave competitors, eight humans and eight from the animal kingdom. They have engaged in combat on land, sea and air, and now only two remain. They are the birds and John Wick, Foxy Brownwick and their pack of wolves. <laughs> His math oh, is a little... hyphenated. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that math of two is a little suspect, but it, I, I suspect Attenborough maybe had to write that first part in advance and then very quickly <laughs> was adding who won and didn't. What's well, the final pairing regardless? It's yeah. a bunch of birds. That's true. That is true as well. Yeah. This is a swarm versus a swarm. It is. Yeah, it's two teams. I like it. I like it that it's come down to this. I'm glad to see the the birds in the final of this this tournament, and I'm glad to see that um, the the champions of the other side of the bracket have just picked picked up teammates along the way. I mean, it's very John Wick. I have to say that is kind it of is. His move. it is. You know mm-hmm. what I like about this is that in this final we have. Uh, human competitors who have shown that they can maintain command over animals like that were once their enemies and I think that that really says something mm-hmm. about like their ability to go against these ferocious beasts you know mm-hmm. like like really shows how formidable Foxy Brown and John Wick are that they're working with their former enemies I also I, I think it's Oh, power over and not power with or power with not power over yes yeah right like it's, it's a real collaborative um type of leadership yeah versus yeah. Mm-hmm. i also think we have to assume that uh because they have the, their side continues to build a coalition that uh, the biggest stumbling block for everyone seems to have been the sheer number of birds but I think they have to have assembled more and more wolves as they've traveled the country. Oh, so many wolves. Yeah. They're like, European wolves yeah. from the French Riviera. I like to think that American there's now an entire wolves. Yeah, there's an entire there's a table, you know, where the the high table where the top wolves sit and there's uh, all the continentals where the wolves are not allowed to conduct business. I think they've built an entire wolf assassin ecosystem. Number number one wolf, American wolf. Number two wolf, French Riviera wolf. <laughs> they love the Grand Prix. Love the Grand Prix. Those fucking wolves. Little scarf. Like driving glasses. They're fancy. They're fancy wolves. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, they have I a- also feel like wolves are, this is 
not maybe Andy can uh, fact check me on this. I also feel like wolves are the natural predators of birds. Like, you know, a bird dog is kind of like a bird wolf. Wolves do eat birds. Yeah. So I feel like John Wick and Foxy Brown Wick <laughs> shoot the birds and then the, the wolves, some of the wolves would go get those bird bodies. But then the other uh, wolves would just be, in my mind, snatching the birds out of the air with their yeah. teeth and eating them. Yep. Or even if they aren't doing that because they're a natural predator, wouldn't the birds recognize that their predators are there and then not want to occupy that and space? And just flee? Like they would flee. Well, but I think it is John Wick, so I feel like there has to be one really large bird at the end. Is that the goose? <laughs> the goose join up with the birds? <laughs> goose well, I feel like if they could recruit more wolves, wouldn't the birds be able to recruit more birds? Which yeah. could logically include oh, a goose. Well, you know, okay. So if you're saying that, then I have seen John Wick four, and I'm pretty sure what happens is that Ian McShane shows up and tells John Wick that he has to challenge the toughest goose to single combat because that's the only way out. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. That's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. <laughs> Does John Wick still have his snake nunchucks? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he collected them along the way. I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah. Let's let's That's say fair. let's say that John Wick has a belt full of snakes that he's using as nunchucks. <laughs> snakes. Because because this is also hold on. Let me put my hat on. Um, this, this scenario is like, this is a, an Avengers Endgame scenario where you have two teams on either end of a field and, um, um, there are sling rings type portals where the birds are calling in other birds mm-hmm. and, <laughs> so is um, John, John Wick Thanos in this scenario <laughs> and John Wick and Ms. Foxy Wick are <laughs> Foxy Brown have portals Wick. open and, and, and bringing in, um, bringing in other wolves. Oh god! Oh, to god. <laughs> the, wor- the worst thing that happened was yeah, he, could, no. he. I'm also trying to get a audio. suit, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you guys owe so much money to the Marvin Gaye estate right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. There are a lot more birds in the world than there are wolves. Just as as a statement of fact. Yes. This is true. And we but those wolves about will them. keep eating birds. They're not. They're not gonna. They'll keep eating those turn birds. Out it, is, it isn't all oh, birds either. I, I, uh, I went to my loyal uh, computer, and I, I asked some AI to tell me what would happen. And I think these are uh, important pieces. Uh, Okay, here it is. So, um, John, Foxy, and the pack of wolves formed an alliance using their unique skills to fight against the bird invasion. John used his extensive knowledge of weaponry to create traps and barriers, while Foxy used her quick reflexes and martial arts skills to fight off the birds as they attacked. The pack of wolves, meanwhile, used their strength and agility to chase down the birds and prevent them from regrouping. Together, they managed to take down millions of birds, slowly but surely pushing them back and reclaiming the town. There are a lot of blood and feathers. If a bird kills one of those wolves, John Wick is unstoppable. 
<laughs> it's true. Like you got to know that's, that that's that's, that's a fact. That is the truth. Because he's bonded with at least one of those wolves very closely, if not all of them. But you forgot. You forgot that they are inviting all birds to this contest. Not every single bird, but many species of bird, especially found in North America, including the Canada goose. I mean, the Canada gooses are nothing to be trifled with, but I don't know. I, 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 I feel like John Wick, Foxy Brown Wick and the wolves can pull this one out. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's over. I think it's over. I think that's I, I think we were having a fun discussion. But yeah, come yeah. on. Here's guys. One thing also that the Foxy Brown Wick and John Wick group has that the other people in this tournament have not had. And that is mammary glands. Sorry. Well, I mean, Ripley had mammary glands and Michelle Yeoh. And the, some of the wolves, probably. Uh, yeah, presumably. Also, something they had that the birds didn't. Yeah. Um, that one animal that we said explicitly. Oh, cocaine bear definitely has mammary glands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, All right. But they have the power of love. So I'm going to yeah. say. They could be oh, the birds. I would love and to needle would, drop please, that. I please. would love. Come on, man. Please. Of Huey all Lewis the people to not have that queued up. Are you kidding me? Oh, I didn't know boy. she was going to say the power of love. Uh, Aaron, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? One thing that the Foxy Wick Brown and John Brown Club have that the other competitors have not had is the power of love. <laughs> the most expensive podcast we've ever yeah, done. We're broke. <laughs> this is the last tournament for sure. <laughs> What else is there to say? I mean, you needle dropped it. That's that's it. Yeah. No, print it. It's true. And like, Andy, you were thinking the same thing I was like, n not to be crass, but all things being equal, which they are not um, uh, because John Wick and Foxy and the Wolves beat the birds in, in any scenario I can think of. But also, yeah, those um, um, Pam Greer has, uh, she has a set of one of the world's world famous tits. <sighs> Not that it would add to a fight, but we gotta give credit for that. I mean, good boobs are good boobs. They sure are. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, is there a bad boob though? Let's be real. There but isn't agree, a bad one. I agree with you. I agree with you that a good one is remarkable. Worth remarking, yes. Well, thank you, all of you. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We didn't fight. I think that shows growth. I think we've all really, you know, we we found a piece in this. And maybe next year we can pick something really controversial, like who will win at partying. I yeah, think it should be a dance That's going to be good. Yeah. I love this. Who all parties right. the hardest? All right. Um, Senator everyone... John Bluto Blutarski. <laughs> Hang on. Senator. What if we just try to match everyone up? Just play matchmaker and Ooh. have everyone get married. 
What if we do it like Love <laughs> Island? Down. We do it like Love Island. They all pair up, but then we keep every, adding new people. Every round, they have to reevaluate, and it just lasts for sixty episodes. And exactly. we just want it to end, and it'll never end. Exactly. I love, I love, I love partying and fucking so much than this violent crap we've been doing for the past ten years. I'm really <laughs> digging this. I'd still rather do this than theme songs. That was that was hard, but we did it. Yeah. It's well, so you know, good. you take the good, you take the bad. No. You take them both, and there you have it. Bowling for soup. And what I did discover from that Wait. from that particular tournament was that um, the tune from the Muppets theme song matches up perfectly with um, uh, a wider shade of pale by Prokel Harem. <laughs> like it's it's almost scary perfect. <laughs> also, I sometimes still get Bowling for Soup targeted advertisement to me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It's the okay, best so, cameo that's ever been so purchased. It is, yeah, for sure. I get, and it, it was the second best cameo ever purchased, I have to say, because the best cameo ever purchased was the one I received on um, my wedding day in April of 2020. You can imagine that not a lot of people were there. And I got a, uh, a cameo sent to me from one Joel Murphy from one uh, Violent J of the Insane Clown Posse <laughs> who congratulated me not only on, a, on my wedding, but on my first date um, with the incomparable Julia Hershey in which we, um, we had some drinks at a bar and then watched ICP's Strangle Mania, <laughs> which is a, um, them commenting on uh, doing commentary on old wrestling matches from Japan. And I guess that'll bring us to the end of this year's Hobo Hobo Madness Mabel Memorial. Lars and Julia. (laughs) And how Lars and Julia, on their very first date, watched Strangle Mania. And how they wanted to get married, but the damn coronavirus came and fucked it up. Right. Right! We can blame it on the coronavirus. But Lars... Lars! You showed Julia strangle mania on your first date and you wonder why you're not getting married? <laughs> Come on, man! What the fuck? <laughs> you would have been been married a long time ago. Nothing's romantic about deadly fucking Fred. Wamanamanumi. <laughs> virus or no virus. Relive your first date again and find the will to marry each other this time for real. <laughs> well, whoop whoop, everybody. Um, we'll go around one more time. Is there anything like to plug or promote? Uh, hey, JMO, is there anything you would like to plug or promote? Uh, there is this. Uh, yeah, can I promote episode one of this three part episode that we've done um, of the <laughs> tournament? And I really want to shout out. Um, <laughs> Just the work we put in for that hour um, and the the tough choices we made. So if you haven't done so and you listen to this. If this is your first episode, time listening to Hobo Radio. Right you, you have to uh, fight. Please check out uh, the first part of this, of this uh, group. There you go. That was time well spent. Molly Regan, is there anything you'd like to plug or promote? Uh, only that. Uh, I found a real cool movie today called Rasputin the Mad Monk uh, from 1966 that stars Christopher Lee as Rasputin. Hell yeah. I'm super stoked about it. So, um, I don't know. Watch weird movies. It will only benefit you. 
Christopher Lee as Rasputin sounds like the most metal fucking thing I've right? ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's a hammer horror. I'm super excited about it. Christ almighty. Yeah. Also, also, I'll use this time while I'm speaking right now to promote History of the World Part 2, which what they did with Rasputin is one of my favorite things. That was my favorite part of the whole this thing. year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good shit. Yeah. Um, who, who do we have next? Um, Aaron Fox, anything you'd like to plug or promote for us good folks? Yes. I would like to promote uh, giving money to abortion funds, uh, specifically the Baltimore Abortion Fund, but any abortion fund will do. Um, Folks are in need of healthcare, and healthcare is a human right, and they should be able to access whatever healthcare they and their doctor feel is appropriate. This is the way. And it goes for everyone. Remember, folks, that the government takes all of your money and then tells you to figure out your own shit on your own because they are full of crap. Uh, Andy McIntyre, what you got? Plug or promote? Uh, plug and promote the Silver Linings Playback podcast where uh, Joel and I finally said, screw it, we're going to watch movies we like this month. And, and I believe we teased at the beginning of this episode I, um, as we look around at all these faces, everyone that we are looking at has been on Silver Linings Playback, except Lars Periwinkle. I have not been on this show. And we would like to formally invite you to watch <laughs> Dirty Work. I am so on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. And yes, of course I accept that. That is, um, that is one of my favorite movies. It is my second favorite movie to watch with Joel Murphy behind, uh, my blue heaven, because I think we're the only two people who like that movie. <laughs> that is correct. <clears throat> and then as teased in last episode, Marty McGuire has something new for us. Marty, what do you got? Plug or promote? Oh. Um, yeah, it's this hot new show on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Uh, everybody's riding high on the machine learning AI train. Uh, so hop on board this car. It's called We Have to Ask. It's a show where Jonathan and I uh, fed ourselves into the, the AI machine, and we're going to see what it spits back out. Uh, I would also like to plug GiveDirectly.org. Uh, folks in in poverty have a scientifically proven method for helping them get out of poverty, and that's uh, giving money. And that's what GiveDirectly.org does. So, uh, if you if you have some left over after helping out abortion funds, uh, consider them. Uh, I would also like to promote trans rights. I love all of that stuff, and I'm, I'll use my time real quick to promote. Um, uh, uh, the, the, if you're not following me on Instagram, sandwiches of history, go ahead and do that. My uh, I got uh, my friend Barry does that. He's in the um, uh, Bay Area and he picks a, a random sandwich recipe um, from old recipe books and he makes the sandwich and eats it and then pluses it up for the modern palate. He is he is a really, uh, really nice, genuine guy. And it, it's, a, it's a really fun follow. I look forward to listening to it every day. So sandwiches of history. And also I promote um I also want to promote socialism instead of capitalism because they take all your money and then they say, fuck you, figure it out for yourself. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Uh, any final words, Joel? You're our fearless leader. Uh, well, before I say uh, the final thing that I want to say, I just uh, if if you don't mind, Aaron Fox, as we go out, would you be willing to describe our collective honeymoon? I'd love to. So remember, question everything.
Shop and get a lawyer. So there's an after party at an improv theater that all of us are familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> and we take an Uber from that party to BWI. Except for Joel and Molly, who will meet us at BWI <laughs> on whatever flight that they're originally on. Out of Burbank. <laughs> yes. And then we all fly to... Uh, I don't even know. Seychelles? Mm. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people on the call are sober. So we'll enjoy a fruit juice <laughs> and <laughs> um, go to the beach. Then there's a candlelight dinner. And then we all stand in a circle <laughs> and one hand each other's breath gently. <laughs> <laughs> But not our friendship. I did a very artistic thing and I was I was drawing to you talking to see what my emotions brought up and write it down and this is what I came up with. So I think that's great. Podcasts are notorious notoriously visual medium. (laughs) But I was that's just what you made me that's what made you made me feel. I just start feeling things. You're welcome. of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. Sometimes, they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.